Hey guys, GBC podcast number 37, right? Yes. Yep, 37. 37. <laughs> hey, fun fact, what kind of music do you like, Shane? Um, I am stuck in the wrong generation. I like uh, 1940s era music, and that's what I listen to on Sirius XM. Um, and I also listen to Symphony <laughs> Hall, which is even, like, that's 1800s kind of oh music God. or okay, whatever. No, so, I can't go yes, there with you. I just think it's so funny when you told me that, because I would, would never have pegged you for, like, a... Um, like hip hop guy, or, or like yeah. um, just super current, like whatever's on the mix today. What do you listen to when you coach your CrossFit classes? Um, Christian radio. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a there's a there's a radio station called Man Up um, Anthem Radio, uh-huh. and um, it's like Christian rap, which is funny. Oh, yes. Which I used to not like. I used to just do hip hop barbecue radio because I mean that reminds me of my seventh eighth grade year, That's my yeah, ninth grade, tenth grade, those kinds of things. So I know all the songs on there because uh, it's MC Hammer and you know, totally. stuff like that. Um, so that's what I used to do. Um, but then I found that Man Up Anthem um, station. It was probably on one day when I came in. I was like, "What is this?" Um, because I just you know recognized the the Christian lyrics in it, and so that's what I play now. And I used to be conscious about it, like I used to be like ask, "Hey, is this okay?" I don't even ask anymore because most of the time people aren't even paying attention. No, um, they just want noise. And um, Matt, I forget Matt's last name, but he works for the IRS. He's an IRS agent. Um, got a couple of kids, and he comes all the time. Anyways, he's usually there at the eight thirty, and sometimes he'll Stubborn. come at lunch. Um, and we were it was going one time, and he goes. Or he said, I think during like a break or something, he goes, "This is Christian music," and I said, "Yeah." And he he's goes, like, "I hear it." <laughs> he's like, um, "Man, that's awesome." I was like, "Okay." I was like, "I used to ask if it's okay." He's like, "Well, I'd rather listen to this than the other stuff we listen to." Um, so I'm like, "All right." So I just I don't care anymore. I just play it. Well, funny you said that. I didn't even know something like that existed. And um, Kyle came in. He he loves music. Kyle is mm-hmm. like moved by music. He could have it on all the time doing whatever, probably even sleeping. Yeah. Um, but he had a rap um, song, and he had me listen to the words, and I was like, no way. Because it was a, it was like, it sounded like Eminem. Yeah. But it was not Eminem and what Eminem talks about. So I know exactly what you're talking about. Well, we, Shane just showed me what he listened to. <laughs> it showed me, had me listen to it. And I, it, I can totally see you just listening to some Sinatra. So we have something in common is that we both love that World War II era. Yeah, uh-huh. It is, I mean, if, if I were to die, I mean, unfortunately, these are tough times. You're right. But I think that if I were to be reincarnated somehow, it would have to be in that era, you know, probably more 1950s for me, early 1950s. Okay. Yeah. Um, but that, I'm a big Elvis Presley fan, so you know, yeah, that, that we could do kinda, that. Yeah, the cars, just everybody was happy. Mm-hmm. It's the baby boomer generation, you know. But that's that's sort of me. But that 1942 to the early 50s uh-huh. just pick, put me anywhere in there, and I'd be happy. Okay, well, <laughs> completely different subject. Yeah, let's let's reverse way back to what year is this? When we're <laughs> walking in the wilderness. For 40 years. Yes. In a circle, mind you. Mm-hmm. Now, Shane Basically. obviously knows um, this story better, but I, I do have some questions. So, okay. would you mind to set us up? They're literally walking in a circle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, pretty much. I mean, it's a really big circle, um, if you will, um, as they're wandering in the in the wilderness. And so, so I'm going to do a little bit of setup, right? Because it's a big story. Please, like, this yes. is... You know, you take the first five books of the Bible, most of it is about this story. You know, it's um, until you get to Joshua, um, you know, you've got the law and and you've got um, 
the uh, the storyline with mixed in with you know the law being given. So that's coming in the first five books. So anyways, it's a it's a big story before they actually get to the promised land. But the setup, obviously, um, Moses leads uh, the the people of God out of Egypt, and then they go into the wilderness, um, and then they're there. They're actually they get to the promised land. If you know this part of the story, remember this part of the story, and they send out the spies to spy out the promised land before they, they go into it. This is like, I don't know, let's, let's call it a week, you know, let's call it a weekend, a few days into it. So the spies go out and then all the spies come back and I forget how many there are off the top of my head right now. I'm going to think 12. Um, but let's, so let's just say it's 12 for, for all intents and purposes right now, 12 spies go out and they look and then they, when they look into the promised land as they're, as they're spying on these people, um, they notice how big they are. Um, like, they think that the people are giants and then they say, you know, we will appear like grasshoppers in their eyes. Like we're a small people and they're a large people. And they look at their, their technology or whatever, like the weaponry that they have and the advancements that they have. Um, so they see all that. They see, um, they see how great they are and they see how small they are. Mm. Um, so when they come back and report to Moses, basically everyone's going, no, we can't do this. Like we can't, we can't enter this land. God's promised it to them, but no, we can't go and take it. The only two who are like, yeah, let's Let's go is Joshua and Caleb. Um, and so they're, they're the ones who come back and report, yep, it's good to go. Yeah, it's, it's, it's exactly what God said it would be. Let's go. Um, but 10 of them um, say, no, it's, it's, you know, this is impossible. We can't do this. And in their own um, unfaithfulness in that moment and their doubt, they get stuck. And so the next 40 years of, of time in the wilderness is literally a generations of people who won't go with God, who will doubt him, who will grumble against him, um, who will specifically even grumble against Moses, will die off in the wilderness. Um, um, and then ultimately even Moses himself, before that 40 years is up and they actually get to go into the promised land. So to, I always ask you to put that into terms for us. And I guess this is where my heart was when I was when I was reading it. And of course, you, you know so much more about it. So just correct me as I talk, okay? But I was... I texted you and I was like, these people died. Mm -hmm. They died before they even got to see what they had been working so hard for. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, ain't that the truth? <laughs> right. We either quit before we get there or something happens. Mm -hmm. And so I guess like, how do you speak to the person, like the person sitting next to you, um, <laughs> that, you know, you feel like you're in the wilderness over an issue or whatever. Mm. You know, so... I well, something else you texted to you. I think you said, "Well, I hope I don't die in the wilderness oh, or something yeah. like well, that." Well, you know, I'm so yeah, yeah. yeah I, or I hope I don't die there. And I'm just I, silly. And I just and I texted back and I said, "Well, then don't grumble against Moses." You did say um, that, which is, I mean, really that like that's why they died. Mm -hmm. They were grumbling against Moses, and I think it's important in that moment. It's not just it is it's about Moses for sure, but it's not just about Moses because there's multiple times where they will grumble against him. And um, God will have to set the people in their place for, and, and tell them, don't grumble against my servant. He's my servant. I picked him. I've chosen for this. And um, even, even Miriam and Aaron have to learn a lesson the hard way um, over that. But that's, a, that's, a, well, that's a whole different another story. We can go in a completely different direction. But they're grumbling. But Moses... Moses is, he's, he's, he's telling the people what God is giving him to say. You know, he is, he is literally relaying the message, you know, prophet, if you will, um, in that respect. You know, God's saying this and God's declaring this and he's leading the people 
Um, God's leading his people through Moses. And so when they grumble against him, they are grumbling against God himself. Um, so you're, you're saying that, you know, I'm stuck on this idea that they died before they got to the promised land. Mm-hmm. But I guess what I'm asking is, am I making a parallel that's not there saying like, when do we stop um, maybe being faithful? Uh-huh. Or when do we get blinded by our own grumbling? Mm-hmm. No, I, yeah, for sure. And we sure. never get there. And we get stuck, yeah. No, I think that happens all the time. I think, you know, I think in the context of, of a church even, um, of how many churches fail to meet their potential, if we can use that language, or fail to mm-hmm. fail to be all that God called them and wanted them to be because they won't stop grumbling about stupid things. Um, and I, I feel like you see that all the time, that we, we start grumbling over uh, an organ or a piano or wall color or or some silly preference, and we totally lose sight of the mission, the things that are most important. But ultimately, we start grumbling about things, and we haven't fixed our eyes on our, our, our maker. We haven't fixed our eyes on Jesus, and he's not what's driving us, some desire, some, um, something else is driving us forward. And I think we get stuck in the wilderness when we stop being faithful to what God is calling us to, the direction that he is leading us, um, seeking him with all of our heart because we're seeking something else or trying to do something else. So we become more fixated on, you know. Uh, like fixing it or getting out of it. I'm trying to think of, I always like to give people examples. Mm-hmm. I did earlier use an example about it being an alcoholic, but I'm not really <laughs> sure if that because like I'm stuck in out, yeah, yeah. Stuck in a, maybe you have an eating disorder. You're you're stuck in that like circular cycle where you you use something that you you know you feel like you can't handle, and then you get better, and then you do it again. Mm-hmm. And same same thing with a marriage that's um, a little bit on the rocks. You're stuck in that circular cycle, and so I'm like, that were they similarly stuck in this grumbling cycle where they just couldn't see what was beyond. Sure. I, well, I, you know, and we've—I'm sure that we've talked about this before. But I think so much of it, um, and this isn't a cop out. <laughs> said that many times before too. It boils down to trust and trusting God and trusting what God has for them, what God has prepared for them. I mean, that's the whole idea of the promise, right? Like God says, "I'm, I'm going to bring you into this land flowing with milk and honey. I have all this for you." And so God, you know, promises them He's going to provide all this, and then they won't trust Him in it. So they get there and they spy it out and they go, well, hold on, wait a minute. I, I see all these obstacles and there's no way. There's, we just can't do it. And they will not trust that God is as good as he says he is. As God, it, they will not trust in, in, in the promise that, that he lays before them. So I feel like it's, it's, it's ultimately that trust in a thing. And so whether it's for the alcoholic or something else, but where's that trust lie? Where's that? Where, where does your trust really lie? Does it rely in, in, in a substance in yourself? Yeah, it's something that you're that you that you understand or you think you understand that you're used to, or will you trust in God specifically for the people, the Hebrew people? They are trusting in what they've known, right? Mm-hmm. They are constantly looking back, back at Egypt. Well, and I feel. Did I interrupt you? No, no. Um, I feel like we can't tr- talk about trust, and correct me if I'm wrong, we can't talk about trust unless we talk about this, like, putting God, like, on a supernatural, um, like, um, like a different wavelength, like a super, like, believing that he can supernaturally do things that are bigger than we could ever think. Yeah. And that's hard because, like, what's supernatural in this world? Like, I can't, you know, our ghost real, like, all this kind of stuff. But we have to think that God is supernatural. 
Mm-hmm. And and you talk about that, and people are like, "That's so weird." And I'm like, "Isn't that what faith is? The supernatural, just absolutely, just just believing that he's going to do something. He's going to make something different. He's going to make something new. Mm-hmm. You you just have to believe it. Like it's supernatural, is it not? Uh, absolutely. Well, of course it is. Um, I think. This is this is going to take us on a little tangent here for a minute. It just oh, came sorry. up, but um, no, no, no. I'm going to, I'm about to take us on a tangent. Zechariah chapter fourteen. Talk, talk about the supernatural. Yes. So Zechariah chapter fourteen is how Zechariah ends. And I sent out the GBC weekly yesterday, and I told everybody like, hey, even if you're not coming to our Bible study tonight, because I was I was bringing Zechariah to a close. So we go you know one chapter at a time until we get the book done. So we we finished it last night. And I said, even if you aren't coming, you should read Zechariah 14. I think this is where the idea of zombie apocalypse came from. What? Um, I want to read it now. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> like, go. So if you're listening, you should go check it out. Like, I, I don't know. I could be, I mean, maybe there is some idea out there of what, like, you know, when we watch TV and we see the zombies and the walking dead, uh, that kind of stuff. Like, where did, where did that idea originally come from? Like, who had that? Did someone just dream it up? Well, maybe. But it's in the Bible. Like there is a there is an image of that. There's a picture of that where it says these people, while they're still standing on their feet, in other words, while they're still alive, and their eyes um, are rotting in their sockets, and their tongues are rotting in their mouth. Okay, um, I have not read this. Yeah, so um, this is like you know end times kind of stuff, uh-huh. um, and and then they start fighting against each other, and I'm like, oh, it's zombie apocalypse. This like is this is what movie. it looks like. Um, so. Anyways, but this like there's, terrible. there's, but even, but, but even in that, I mean, I guess maybe that's not so much supernatural, but when you're reading that, it says that, that on that day, and this is the day that only, only the Lord knows, um, Lord spelt with a capital L, little capital O R D. So this is Yod, Hey, Vav, Hey, we say it Yahweh. This is God. Only the father knows. So remember when Jesus says, when he, when he talks about his return and the disciples say, when are you coming back? They're trying to figure it out. And Jesus yeah. says, not even the sons, the son knows the angels in heaven don't know. And I don't know. Only the father knows this. Um, so in, in this passage, so it says the same thing. This is a day, this is a, a it, I can't remember how it was worded, basically a different kind of day um, known only unto the Lord. There, that it will be day, but there will be no light. And there will, um, it says, and there will be neither cold nor frost. And it says, and then the night will come um, and there will be light. And it's like this cosmological. Yeah. It's like something's Phenomenon. going on. In, yeah, something's going on in the cosmos where, I don't know. I mean, my mind immediately went to like nocturnal twilight, nocturnal uh, daylight. Those those moments before you can see the sun, but you know, there's there's light in the in the air, but the sun's not up. You know, yeah. or you, we're not seeing it just yet, or or maybe like Alaska or something where you know there's 24 hours of light. You know, at certain times of the year, or the North Pole, those kinds of things. Like I don't know what's like. It doesn't make any sense. Um, but then it also says, but this is how this is happening and what's going on is only known to the Lord, that there's no daylight, but there's light. There's no nightlight, but there's light. But then it becomes time when it's supposed to be night and all of a sudden there's light. Mm-hmm. Anyways, who knows? But it's like supernatural stuff. And and just above our, it's my thoughts are, your, are not your thoughts. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, it's it's like, yeah, God, like you, I don't, I don't, mm-hmm. my brain cannot even fathom Mm-mm. or understand what you're thinking but i think like if we if we if we don't get scared of it and we actually apply it to our faith or you were using the word like trust uh-huh. like what does that look like does it get us out of the wilderness does it get us into the promised land for yeah. the most part i think you know we are so 
when I say we, I mean, I'm, I, I'm making a very inclusive statement here, and I understand that, but I think I'm right uh, when I make this statement, that we are so us-minded, mm-hmm. me-minded, I-minded, my life-minded, and not Christ-minded, well, yeah. that we live mostly for ourselves, and we live mostly for our desires, and we're trying, like we're trying hard. You know, we're trying to we're trying to be good followers. We're, we're trying to 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 listen to God. We're trying to to be all that He wants us to be. We're trying to be intentional about putting Him first, and yet in all of our trying, we're still so much focused on us. And I feel like though that we have we have moments. All of us do. I think that we could think back to we have moments and glimpses in our life where we were faithful. Mm-hmm. Well, we trusted God, and God moved, and God showed up, and God did what only God can do. We just, we just experienced that, I feel like, sometimes few and far between. Mm-hmm. And it's always there. It's always possible. We just don't live in it. We don't walk in it, you know? Well, and uh, like speaking of these cycles, it's almost like you, you see it, and it's not that you don't want more of it. <laughs> You're just human. Mm-hmm. And then you go back into like relying on yourself and then you realize you can't do that and so then you see God again and so if we could just kind of like stay at that high point where we are walking in faith sounds so like I mean everybody says it all the time Mm -hmm. but you know Mm -hmm. we're just expectant Mm -hmm. you know expecting God to move all the time in everything expecting for him to pull us out of the wilderness Um, I think our lives would look so different but you know knowing at the same time like we are human I don't know. I, so uh, to, to kind of pull us back around and that, you know, not dying in the wilderness and, and <laughs> continuing to, to move forward, you know, this is for what it's worth. It, um, just because it's on my mind, and maybe even a simple way to keep trusting God or a simple way to, to um, put Him first. Um, and again, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even perfect to what I'm, what I'm about to share. Um, and honestly, I don't even think about it most times, except for Sundays. Uh, but I thought about it yesterday. Um, so yesterday I preached a funeral. And those who know me the best know I hate funerals, period. Um, like, I just, I don't like to do them. Um, that's a little bit less, though, now, I would say. I, I'm starting to uh, be more comfortable with them because I've done a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then I've also given myself a break. And I just go ahead and take my notes with me. Like, when I preach on Sunday... I feel like I have failed if I've got to look at my notes. Really? You know, I, I really yeah. do. Like, I don't want to look at my notes at all. Wow. So I type the whole thing out, and then I never look at it. You know, whatever. But for a funeral, I've given myself permission to look. Because mm-hmm. you're like, I don't do these all the time. I might need it. Yeah, this is different. You yeah. know, you're you're honoring a person. You're not preaching a text from the scripture, yeah. you know? So it's, it's a little bit, it's a completely different concept. And, you know, I feel like I will miss something um, if I that I wanted to say or that I should have said mm-hmm. if I'm just trying to go off of my memory. Mm-hmm. So it's just different. Anyways, so I guess I've gotten more comfortable with that now. But when I got to the, um, as I was getting ready to pull into the church where the funeral was being held, they had to do it at church because so many people. Um, my prayer was um, that God would use me as his ambassador. And so uh, the Apostle Paul says, therefore we are now Christ's ambassadors as though God is making his plea through us, which is why I pray every Sunday that God would speak his word and that he would make his plea through me. Right. So I think about it on Sundays. Right. Um, but I thought about it then, and I thought about, because Lord knows I don't like to do funerals, but as to do this, I take them very seriously. I want to honor the person that's there. Um, so God used me. And... It was like an intentional moment of surrender, not a 
taking for granted that I belong to God, like, but intentionally going, okay, God, I want to be your ambassador. Yeah. Use me. Like I'm the clay. Just mold me into whatever. I mean, yeah. let me say what you want me to say. What got me thinking about this too is something that I shared on Sunday when she called me, when, when she asked for me um, last week to come to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that she says is, thank you so much for what you said. That's the first thing. She said, yeah, here's a woman who is dying, yeah. less than 24 hours left, wanted to, me to come for whatever reason, but the, the, she led with, thank you so much for what you said. Had to have been confused um, because, or I must have looked confused because her husband clarified and he said, what you said about the kids. Mm-hmm. And so I shared in the funeral yesterday what I shared with her in the conversation that we'd had, you know, weeks earlier, um, which was from the Gospel of Matthew, the sixth chapter, when Jesus says, and do not worry about what you'll eat or what you'll drink or what you'll wear, and goes into the whole thing about the flowers and the um, birds. and the birds of the air and all that, and, you know, your Heavenly Father knows you. So I just, I shared that with the church. I just, I've reflected on that, and I had no idea that eight weeks ago now, um, however long it was, seven or eight, nine weeks ago now at this point, how God would use that word. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was just trying to help a struggling woman, you know, a woman who was scared and concerned about the future. And I was just trying to help her <laughs> have a little hope. Mm-hmm. But that ended up being something that changed her perspective and she gave her peace. God, to it. God used that, right. you know? Um, so I don't know. So I guess just in reflecting that after, after she said thank you and how much that meant that, you know, I mean, how much, how much more could God use us if we would just ask Him and allow Him and let Him? Well, and it makes me think that you always say this when you're preaching. Not always, but you've said it several times. Like, what hangs in the balance mm-hmm. if you don't? And yeah. I, I just, it occurred to me, like, if you never got that message or, or, you know, put yourself in a position to receive that message or even to memorize that scripture or to know it that well, to apply it to her, she maybe wouldn't have had that peace. And so Absolutely. I'm like, what hangs in the balance when, when we don't put ourselves in like that position of like, use me, I surrender, I'm going to get in the Bible and I'm going to learn the word mm-hmm. because I might be able to give it to somebody that needs it. You mm-hmm. know, Absolutely. not so much like what you said on Sunday is God told me to tell you, <laughs> right. but like, hey, it's in the Bible and this is how I interpreted it. Like, what do you think kind right. of thing? And like, if we're not doing that, then how how in the heck is God supposed to, you know, like I just said, use us as the clay? Mm-hmm. So I think that's really cool. If you, something to think about what hangs in the balance if you don't do that. Yeah, absolutely. And I've, like those little things may seem like it's totally off topic, but I think it's the, it's what it's that kind of thinking, it's that kind of idea that keeps you from getting stuck in the wilderness. Because mm-hmm. yeah. when we don't think like that, then it all of a sudden again it becomes self centric, self focused, all about me, what I have or what I don't have, what I what I want, what I'm not getting. Like, it, and we get stuck, and we end up dying short of what we were meant for. And I think it is very possible for people. I think it happens all the time that we die short, that we fall short of what God had for us and what yes. God wanted for us and what God created us to do. Um, and 
yeah, I, I, I think it happens all the time. I think people just stop. You know, it, we, we want something to work right now, the first time. If it don't work, all right, I've, I'm done. I'm quit. I'll go somewhere else. I'll leave, you know, whatever. We'll try something, you, you know, or not even try something different. It's just what didn't work, so I'm, I'm not going to try it yeah, anymore. Yeah, like it's, it's over. I'm done. Well, I have this vision I got to share with you. And I say vision, not like God gave it to me, but it's a picture in my mind that yeah. I, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if, if you've ever been to a concert or a speaker that you really really like like someone that you sort of idolize yeah I'm, I'm t- I don't really have one of these people but I'm sure new kids on the block when I was <laughs> in the fifth grade I really liked uh, Donnie Wahlberg yeah okay so I, I I'm just trying to put myself back in a position where I'm in the audience and I'm really wanting someone to look at me it would have been Donnie Wahlberg of the new kids <laughs> on the block right um but or, or you know Detective your your kids how they're always like in class pick me pick me 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 yeah. me 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 like, just put yourself there for a second mm-hmm. where you really want to be chosen mm-hmm. or you really want Donnie Wahlberg to look at you. <laughs> yeah. I think about, like, the end times, like, whenever that is and whatever the day is, I don't know if it's going to happen like this. But yeah. in my mind's eye, I see myself in a crowd and, like, God's looking at everyone and he sort of, like, looks over everyone's heads. Does he stop and look at you? Does he, does he, because you have a personal relationship with, with him, him yeah. and he's like, yes, I'm going to pick you. Yeah. Like, yes, you're going to get on this stage with me. Or is he just going to keep going and go to the person sitting next to me because it's Shane and Shane has this great relationship. So I just had, so sometimes when yeah. I'm asking myself these questions, I'm kind of like a visual person mm-hmm. when I'm asking myself, well, Courtney, what hangs in the balance? I seriously, Shane, will think about like the pick me moment. And I'm like, I don't want God to skip over me. Yeah. And think, well, Courtney's not going to do it anyway. Yeah. You know, Courtney's never going to get out of the wilderness. Or Courtney's not going to make the right choice. She's not going to be obedient. So I'm going to ask Shane to do it or whatever. So that's what I do, if it helps anybody. I know it's <laughs> weird, but I think it's applicable. Absolutely. Well, for what it's worth, if I can take it a step further, he already has. Yeah. But that's your, that was your message on Sunday. That's right. I mean, <laughs> you are chosen. Yeah. We just don't live like it. Well, I guess what I mean is like, will he know me? Mm-hmm. And and maybe what Absolutely. I really mean by saying I mean, Donnie that, might not. But. Donnie's not. Donnie doesn't know. Is Donnie even still alive? But like, will I will I have that relationship? He is where his I own like blue bloods. He's a detective. What? Yes. See, I don't watch TV. <laughs> but will I lock eyes with my savior and be like Kyle always says at the end of my life? I want him to say, "Well done, my faithful ser- mm-hmm. servant." Yeah. And I don't think I want that. Like, like I'm fine if he doesn't say that. But I want to lock eyes and be like, "You're my person." Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Um, like I was hoping Donnie Wahlberg would do when I was in the fifth grade. And so I'm like, you just have to put yourself like in, in your mind in that position to just keep it at the forefront. And I mean, I fail at it every day, but I did have to share that because I mm-hmm. think it's helpful yeah. and weird. No, I, I think it's, I think it's helpful. I think that if it's, if it's something that creates a picture of what we're, what we're striving for, what we're called to, then absolutely. Yeah. You know, if it helps us process, if that, if that helps us make a more wise choice, you know, if it helps us um, be more like Christ, then... Well, I think that, like, it's sometimes hard to humanize God. It's sometimes hard to humanize somebody like yourself or like Hannah, Lindsay Sewell, that you you sort of feel like your walk with um, God is so... Um, it's public and it looks amazing, but what we don't see is the struggles that you also have because you are human. Absolutely. You might be our preacher, but like you're human and you still have stuff that you struggle with. And as your friend, like I know that, but sometimes you're still in a position where you're like, so, so I guess I'm always just trying to humanize 
I think that's what that's who I am is like a very like disarming person and I mm. always want to try to just humanize God like last week when I asked you like God's kind of boring how can we make it sexy you know yeah. like you're not alone if you think that right you're not alone right. if you feel like you're in the crowd and you're raising your hand <laughs> well I think you know on on the human perspective I mean we that's that's it I mean we we have all sinned and sin. You know, it's not just something that we used to do. Um, we're all sinners, saved by grace, and it's a His mercies are new every morning. Man, that's so deep. That's so oh, that's that's so you know that's so pregnant with 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 meaning. Um, I know, but I love us. it so much. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying though. Like it, it is so. There's so much to it. His mercies. Are, I need His mercy every day. Yeah, I'm like, what do you have for me today? You know, I sin every day, but His mercies are new every day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. I literally, I mean, I mean there's the there's so much. What do you got for me? <laughs> yeah, there's 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 so much to that. So I so I think that's important to hold into into perspective because absolutely, you know, some people, um, like what you talked about before, you know, if 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 a person only knows me by what they see on Sunday stage. morning on uh-huh. the stage or on the YouTubes or whatever, you know, wherever they they, 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 they watch, um, then. They don't. They don't see it, me. They just. They just see what I'm doing. The idea. They. They see. Yeah. They see what I do for an hour on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. They don't see me. Um, and I hope that that hour on Sunday is always the best part of me. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and God coming through me for sure. Because that's not. It don't happen every day. Yeah. You know. Uh, What's well, your that's, job? You know, that's what, well, I mean, I even talk about my five-year-old, and I've got two other kids, including him. Um, and the 18-month-old can push my buttons, too. Um, I, I but she just she just doesn't have a lot of words yet, so um, <laughs> stories about her will come, I'm sure. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, I, I feel like I fail all the time there. There's so much that I want to be that I'm not there. Um, and so his mercies are new every morning. His grace, <laughs> uh, it is grace upon grace, as John describes it. Man, that's, that, that matters, and that's so important. God. Um, it's so incredible, and I think that's that's an important aspect of not being able to humanize him because he's not, mm-hmm. because he is God. Mm-hmm. Um, God made flesh in Jesus. You've got this supernatural, fully God, fully human, uh, somehow both. Um, but but I get what you're saying when you're when you're when you're talking about almost humanizing him. Like we, yeah. it, it needs to be you know relatable, relatable. Because um, you you're know? right, he's not human. I I get that. But the relatable aspect is what we get when we get Jesus. Well, and I think that you can't have an honest relationship until you can relate to him. I mean, you know, Absolutely. like otherwise you're just like, oh my God, I suck so bad <laughs> the whole time, you know? I've, yeah, for sure. And we, and I think, you know, just from another perspective too, we bear his image. Mm-hmm. Human beings bear the image of God. We are different than everything else he's created and we bear his image. Um, and I think that, I think that's important that he bears, that we bear his image because he looks something like us. Yeah. Even though he is God. Um, and I think it's what we get in the person of Jesus. Um, you know, fully, you know, God becoming flesh. That there's something about, there's something, there's something about us that is reflective of him. Well, this was good. This was good on a couple of different levels. I mean, we went past the wilderness and went into some other things. So I thank you for that. And I think it was good. It was, I mean, it's a 30 minute yeah. one, one of our longer ones, but I, I definitely don't think Hope you stay with us this time. If you're still listening, thank you so much. You better be listening. It was good. <laughs> that was full of free chicken, as you would say. Yeah. Okay, guys. Hey, we have an app now. And um, if you miss Shane's message, all you have to do is download the app and mm-hmm. it's right there. It's so easy. I love the new app. Yeah, the app's 
that's that's great. It's and I'm be sure great. it can be even better, but it's yeah. right even right now as it is, it's it's good. No, it's it's really good. I um used it for the first time to because we couldn't come to church on Sunday to listen, and it was just easier than YouTube because sometimes the commercials and although I know I don't do that with you, it's just um, with GBC, yeah. it's still just a pain. So I think having the app you just pull it up, it's like you have no excuse. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and if you can't be up. here Sunday. Um, listen, uh, so the, the message this Sunday, Mark chapter 10 is where it's going to be coming out of, um, I'll go ahead and give you the title. Um, you know, you make me want to shout. Oh, well, there's some music for Get it. Too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you make me want to yeah, shout. We got so, it. Um, so I yeah, that, that's coming Sunday. It's going to be good. Okay. Well, it's always good. It's always good. And get your booties in here if you haven't yet. Okay guys, have a great week. <laughs> we'll See be ya. back next week.